What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. Do you want even more content? Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at KDJTV611, or follow me on Twitch, subscribe to me on YouTube. The handles are the same. It's KDJTV. But without further ado, I know why you guys are here. Let's go play some ball. Yo, what is going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Are you jazzed up by that brand new intro you just heard? Because I'm jazzed up for the new intro. There will be a new outro at the end. Uh, Spoiler alert. But if you're watching on YouTube, you will see that next to me is our good friend Chris from Batflip Gaming. Everyone go follow him, first of all. We're going to plug all his socials throughout the show. But Chris, you are here for a super, super interesting idea. And I just, I can't wait to talk about it some more with you. So how are you? What's going on? Good, man. I really appreciate you having me on tonight. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to uh, get going with MLB 21. And I wanted to uh, get something in the idea of fans uh, who, you know, don't really have a opportunity to be good at the game all the time, like we talked about a little bit. Uh, and I think it's a cool idea where baseball knowledge comes into play and can you know, keep you interested in the game along with just watching baseball at the same time, similar to fantasy baseball. So it's fantasy baseball within a fantasy baseball setting because MLB right. the show is all not reality. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just, I, I love the concept. It's so kind of out of the box. It is entirely focused around live series players, which as we discussed, basically become irrelevant outside of BR after what, two, three, four weeks. So just kind of give, give people yeah, the rundown here. Yeah. What, what is the gist of your plan, your, your idea and why is it beneficial for, like you said, some of those players who maybe aren't top 50 caliber. So this is something that anyone can do that plays the game. I don't even know how many people play this game. And now with Xbox coming into the game, I mean, who knows half a million people might play this game over the course of the summer. Um, but so it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a, a streamer to do it. You don't have to be a, a good player to do it. You can just get together with five or six of your friends that play MLB The Show. It'd be easier if you play online. Um, and because it, it would have to be done through Diamond Dynasty mode in order to use the roster updates. But the idea is you basically draft from live series cards only before. Well, and like we said, you could do it starting at any point in the season if you mm-hmm. wanted to yeah you don't have to do it day um, one that's important to remember it's maybe a little more fun of a ride but you don't right. have to so the the best way i think to do it would be to start do a draft before we know ratings of players that way we're kind of guessing and hoping that we get the the best you know i'm guessing that mike Trout's going to be 95 um but i'm also going to guess that you know and i'll say jose ramirez because i'm an indians fan I'm going to guess that he's going to be a 90. He might be a 90 overall this year because he was second in the MVP running. I would hope that I'm right on that and I would draft him. And through the course of the year, you're going to follow the 30 players that you draft. Um, And one of your ultimate goals will be to have the, the best overall rating between you and your buddies based on the 30 players that you drafted before the season started. So you're hoping that you draft a, 85, uh, I don't know, 
Aaron Savali, he won't be an 85. <laughs> Let's say he'll be I'll right. give you he'll like be, 82 to 83. He, he's going to be a gold. So he goes 82 and you hope that he turns into an 87 diamond and is a Cy Young candidate. You know, that's mm-hmm. your goal in this fantasy style baseball. Now, along with that, you would play your opponents in your league. So the first two weeks are your opportunity to just acquire the players that you drafted because you're not allowed to use your cards in your little own league on the side, unless you actually acquire the card in the game. As, as you know, like if I draft Mike Trout, I can't just magically have him on my diamond dynasty. Roster. So, so good luck to everyone going fishing for Mike Trout or a Jake yeah. Tom or just players of that ilk will be extremely difficult to get, but draft them at your own risk. Exactly. So, you know, you draft Mike Trout and you're necess- you're not using him when you start playing in your league until you actually get him in the game. So you either have to, s- flip a ton of stubs um, and pretty much dedicate all of your time to MLB the show for the first two weeks. <laughs> you uh, have no life outside of the game for the first two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, and then after the first two weeks, we get our first roster update, which in turn, we figure out who's going up, who's going down, what players are becoming diamonds, going to gold, all that. And your hope would obviously be that you drafted the right players that were going up, not going down. And then every single two weeks, you would play everyone in your league once. Um, in a friendly challenge game, but then you would just have to keep your own standings on the side um, where, you know, people are, you know, you would report to a commissioner. Let's say I was the commissioner of my league. Mm-hmm. Everybody who played their games, they would report to me, hey, I beat Ken um, three to one on Tuesday night, this and that. And if you really wanted to get in depth, you can do box scores and keep a spreadsheet of stats. That could um, be interesting. That's that's a little more intuitive. But I mean, the beauty about bit, this is that it's off. It's. It's online, like you said, but everything is kept offline. So people who do this format can do it as much or as little as they want. Exactly. It's totally in your control when it goes offline. So you can sandbox it as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then at the end of the year, your goal would be to have the highest rating, highest rated team overall in your league. And then also you would develop some type of playoff format based on your standings. Um, to determine an actual winner of the game. So just because you have a worse rating, you might be better at the game than everybody else. And you can, your team could still beat everyone in like a playoff format championship style tournament at the end of your individual league. Um, And that's it, you know? So I'm already thinking, well, because breaking news, I will be in this league, everybody. Um, We're really excited about that too, Kenny. I'm very excited to be. I told I told these five other guys, I said, I'm hoping he's going to say that he'll do it with us to be our six. So can you go ahead, though? Yeah, I'm very excited to be in the league. It's really interesting. I'm just thinking of draft strategies because I love fantasy baseball. I'm in dynasty leagues. I'm in keeper leagues, all these things. I might just draft all golds because I know I'll get them day one. (laughs) And I won't have to worry about spending money. I won't have to worry about grinding insane amounts. And we'll just get the diamonds as they come, really. Uh, And trades would be allowed. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the league, a league majority. So if you had six people, as long as four out of the six, okay, the trade, you, obviously you'd have two right away. So you'd have to get two more on board to vote the, the okay for the trade. Mm-hmm. I think majority is probably fair um, just to make sure nobody's doing anything. Yeah. I mean, but this is all for fun. You know, I guess you can put money into a pot if you wanted to, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know about how much I would actually want to do. Yeah, but no, uh, I don't. I don't know about that either. I, I've got <laughs> enough money in other fantasy leagues. I don't yeah, know exactly. Um, so, and now, could you mention trades? Obviously, a key component of any fantasy league. But because 
uh, rosters are capped at the start at 30 players. Can you trade two for ones or you're not allowed to do that? It's a good question, Kenny. Cause I, I, <laughs> I honestly, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm still working some kinks out in this. Um, I think that could, you know, we talked about some of the offline components and you can kind of control your own league. Uh-huh. If, um, you could do that on, you can make that decision on your own as a league. Uh, if you wanted to make sure all trades were two for two to keep rosters, even you could, if you wanted to do two for one trades and allow whoever lost the player, um, they could, you know, uh, see, that's difficult because if, if, if there is a wide open diamond sitting out there that nobody ended up with, then uh-huh. they can just go plug him. So probably the easiest way to do it is to say, the trades have to be even, which yeah. we all know you can make that happen in fantasy baseball. Oh, easily. Even if it's just like throwing in your lowest rated common, right. if that's what you want it's to do. Just, or yeah. the, the other alternative, if you really want to get crazy, we talked about it offline about the waiver wire and how a fix to having a wave wire could potentially be a draft on June 1st. That is just five rounds. What if then you get into trading draft picks? And that could be really interesting. That's really in depth and really, really a lot to follow, but you could. Really in depth, but I really, as a baseball fantasy guru, I like to call myself sometimes. <laughs> not that often. I'm not that great, but I've been playing for like 15 years. I've been, mm-hmm. I've run my own league, uh, Dynasty League, for about 10 years now. Um, that's a really interesting concept that we didn't, that you just threw at me that I really like that thought process. But like you said, that would be very deep and somewhat confusing for someone who's just trying to play in a casual, yeah, MLB the show. <laughs> yeah, and now, I think you, the moral of the story: the first time you're doing something like this, maybe take the easy route and add the stuff down the road. Right. Yeah. Very, very good point there. Uh, now, if you, uh, you and me, and four other guys who were like could understand all that, that could be something that you know you could think about doing. Um, but yeah, it's, that would be pretty deep uh, into an offline component. Mm-hmm. But now, because this is a draft, there are no. Uh, and it's a draft and player uh, ratings are going to slide up and down. There's no maximum or minimum rating on your team. No, but do you have to like, are there requirements per position or maximums per position? Like, do you have to have five starters or because I'm only playing everybody once every two weeks in friendlies, I can just have one star. So the way I thought about that was, you know, you have to use the same 30 players. Um, but you have to fill out a roster, like a Diamond Dynasty roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know how you, when you go to your, your team screen, you've got to fill that roster the best you can. I, I'm looking at a screen right now, actually. I don't even know. What does it take to do one, two, five starters? Is it eight relievers, seven relievers? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven relievers. So that's 12. And then you got eight eight in the field oh, so it's 20 we could also put in the dh if it's we want 25 to. guys could we it's put 25. in the dh in diamond dynasty or no no you can't you even can in a friendly you can do it in custom league oh that's a good question actually because if it's in a friendly mode all... you could just have a dh sorry i'm looking at my screen this is well this all, is also uh... to say we don't know what changes are coming in 21 exactly as far that's as, what i mean so that could change too Mm-hmm. I, and I'm, that's why I'm looking at 20 right now. And I, yeah, you're right. You can do DH. In you a, can. In a okay. Game. So um, in friendlies, having a DH, DH would probably be better than, unless you want the strategy of the pitcher. That's the beautiful thing. You guys can make whatever rules you want. 
Right. And that would be a league decision. You know, yeah. just like you could make your own league settings in a ESPN Fantasy League, you can create your own settings for each friendly game. You just got to stick with the one list that you created at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. uh, and kind of go on an honor system at that point. Yeah, this um, is super cool. But yeah, I think it's just a way, like I said, it's a way for somebody who's not necessarily great at the game to still enjoy the game mm-hmm. and get better at the game uh, and follow along with real life baseball. And then ultimately it immediately translate into your MLB The Show Fantasy League and keeping live series relevant. I, I just, I'm a fan of keeping the live series cards relevant. I, I think I love Diamond Dynasty. Obviously that's what I play. Mm-hmm. But I love being able to use my favorite players that are currently playing in MLB right now and make it, you know, have a reason to use them outside of an event where I'm just going to, you know, kind of just hang out and chill on the event for a little bit. Um, So just something different. Yeah. And that's my line of thinking. This is kind of a tangent that isn't a hundred percent relevant, but that's why I don't like creative players. I like to play this game because I like to use the players who play the game. I don't want to use myself anywhere. I want to use Mike Trout. I want to use Fernando Tatis. So keeping live series relevant makes a hundred percent sense. And also another tangent is I think every single player should have more versions of himself in the game. I think if Max Scherzer has a diamond, you should give me his bronze rookie year card. You should give me his gold veteran card. Like I want varieties of things, but this is irrelevant to our fantasy form. No, no. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. You know, you have the rights to him. So give, give us more cards. Mm -hmm. Like where was my Francisco Lindor gold glove card this year? You know, I knew he wasn't going to be an Indian anymore for this year. So I was like, (laughs) come on, give me, but they gave us the finest. They did give us the finest Lindor. They did. That's true. I forgot about that. But, you, but, you know, you, you know, talk about Battle Royale, and at the end of the year, that's really what everybody's playing at this point. It gets stale. It's been the same oh, rounds yeah. over and over and over. But yep. if you – let's just say you picked 50 guys in the league, and each of them also got a bronze, silver, gold uh, – or a bron- at least a bronze and silver. We'll say bronze and silver. Mm-hmm. You're now, what, tripling the amount of cards that those guys have within their player pool, and that completely changes Battle Royale. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and then we talk about glitch swings and people mm-hmm. that want to, oh, I have to use like Eric Thames. Everybody gets the bronze Eric Thames in BR. And like, mm-hmm. I can attest when I play with that Thames in BR, I don't know, I just hit bombs. I've hit like 700 with them in BR, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've never gone 12 and 0. <laughs> oh, neither have I. I've been <laughs> steadfast in killing myself to go 12 and 0 before 21 comes out. I got to 9 and 0 once, like last week, run ended. And BR has been doing this dumb thing to me lately where I'll win a game and then it will give me the friendly quit screen Yep. once. I don't know what the hell that is. So it happened to me in ranks a couple of times. Yeah. I think it was an issue that was going on last week. I think that they've resolved it. Mm-hmm. It hasn't um, happened to me since I also haven't won a lot of BR games since, but yeah. I'm pretty convinced I'll never go 12 and 0, but that's fine. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I, I, the, I got to 850 in rank seasons this year. I could just couldn't every time I get up to like 850, Mm-hmm. I'd lose like three in a row and then I'd just be like devastated. I'm like, I just can't, I, yeah. I couldn't get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Now I made world series for the first time this year and I made it five or six times by games. end. I'm done playing ranked for now. So I'm just capping it at five or six, but I'm the type of player yeah. who now, who now that I can get there, I get there and I stop legends, a whole different animal right. for me. I I'm not capable of playing legend. I, I'll practice on it and hopefully get better, but I'm not in it to be top 50. It would be cool, but like, I'm not going to get there. Yeah, ranked feels a little broken right now. I'll be mm-hmm. honest. I, I, it just it kind of burns me out. I'll get on a little RNG. Like I had a play Corey Seager was a routine play at second base, 
And I think the guy who was running the first was like speed 60. And he beat the throw because of one of those dumb animations that. See, yeah, the, you know, the base running animations this year in particular really bothered me because some guys will just automatically start jogging out of the box when if he ran his full speed range, he would actually yeah. probably make it. Right. And so it just it gets frustrating. So I'm kind of with you. A couple of the guys that are doing this fantasy league with us, um, we're going to do a custom league, a four four guy custom league just to get us to 21. Just mm-hmm. very casual 20-game season. We're just kind of doing some team builds to mess around with it a little bit. And then I'll play BR. Uh, but I think I'm – and I'm going to – I'm messing around the new event to prestige guys just mm-hmm. for fun. But uh, I think I'm done with ranked. I just can't <laughs> do it anymore. Yeah, I'll probably hop back into ranked when there's like two weeks left before the game comes out just to get back in my flow because yeah. ranked is really what I grind. Like that's my favorite. Yeah, and um, usually I am too. I won 260 games in ranked this year. Yeah, I think I'm at like 302, 303, something like that. But I also, yeah. I've lost like 200. Um, yeah, I was 70 games over 500, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just couldn't get over the 850 hump. And yeah. I'm just, you know. Well, I will tell I'm very anxious to see how I am in rank next year because I played the first two or three months of this year's game on a TV, not a monitor. Life changed, life changed when it went to a mm-hmm. monitor. So I'm very anxious to see what my record is next year. Yeah, and I'm interested to see how the PS5 plays it. Um, yeah, I actually so. I think the PS5 plays 20 reasonably well. The problems that exist are the game's fault, not the console's fault. Right, right. I think it plays smooth. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't. I know that some people didn't even play it. They're like, no, I, I stayed on the PS4 for the show. I didn't not have a good issue. idea. You got to um, get used to this controller on the show. And, and that's, that's I love this I like. controller. This controller is amazing. Yeah, it really is. It feels good once you get used to it. Uh, I got some Inferno control freaks, um, mm-hmm. which I like. I just got them last week. They feel good. But yeah, getting used to the controller, I think, is a big deal. Because I was like, well, I can stick with a PS4 controller. But I was like, no, I'd rather get used to it for game, you know, night one. That way I'm ready to go uh, on the same controller that I'll be playing on. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm excited. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what's going on. I think we're going to get a gameplay trailer this week. So. I mean, they keep saying we're going to get gameplay trailers and sometimes they're, or they keep saying we're going to get something and sometimes yeah. they forget, or sometimes it's just coach on a DJ booth and like, it's they're not busy. actually, they're busy. It's okay. <laughs> no, I get that. I mean, <laughs> listen, anything they give me will hold me over until new news comes. Like I, yeah, I don't mind being surprised. They don't have to tell me anything. They could just drop it on me April 16th when the pre-order comes out and I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but I would like to know the new legends. I think that's the one thing that they need to start teasing because that's going to get more people to buy the game. Yep, exactly. And I think you're going to see at least one or two pretty soon because mm-hmm. we're a month out now. You know, we were, we were two months out when they first released the news with the, the Tetis cover. I think we we're like two and a half months out. But we're about a month out now. And they need to get some, you know, especially Xbox guys. They've got to get Xbox interest. And, um, because you don't want it to be overloaded with PlayStation people. If you brought it to the Xbox, Mm-mm. they got to get that interest going. So I think you're going to see some legends. Yeah, I, out pretty soon. You really have to cater to the Xbox people this year. And I say that because us PlayStation people have been so used to playing this game that mm-hmm. at least for the first month, it might be frustrating for Xbox people to get used to the way the show is played. Whatever, you know, 2K games play a lot differently. I don't even know if they've made new 2K games in the last few years. I've never played Xbox. I'm a PlayStation guy through and through. So, you know, there's going to be a learning curve for Xbox players. And, you know, they're just as good as gamers as anybody else. So they'll figure it out. But you really have to, you know, throw them a couple bones before the game comes out to keep them invested. Yeah, I I do think 
you know, I think you're going to have a really easy event the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a very casual, probably similar to what they did last year, the the We're Back event or something. Or ba- I can't remember what it was called, Baseball's Back. Where it was just, I think but, Baseball's you know, Back, yeah. Live series, um, which, I again, I really enjoy the live series cards in an event. But, yeah, it'll be you – know, I wouldn't be shocked. Now, don't hold me to this, but, I mean, you're, you're recording me. I wouldn't <laughs> be shocked if the first event was on Veteran. I mean, um, it would not surprise me either. I don't think I'd touch it because it would ruin my sw- Depends on the reward, but I, the first event won't be a good reward. There's no it way. It won't be a good reward. I think it'll be like almost a, a way of getting guys who have never played the game before to understand the, the dynamics and how the game plays without getting destroyed. Because if, it, if it's like you said, if it's a veteran event, you and I won't play it. It'll be hopefully It'll just be the rookies. Hopefully, mostly Xbox guys who haven't played the game before. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, just giving them an opportunity to play competitively with a fantasy team and understand, you know, the controls and everything. And then you and I would just play ranked, or people that are competitive are just going to play ranked or BR. And then after that two weeks, that's when they can kind of see, you know, you'll see things ramp up a little bit. That's just a guess. I, you know, mm-hmm. if I was san diego studios i would do i would think about doing something like that yeah um, i would i mean the only way i think yeah the only way i think i jump into that event is if the pitching mechanic does change and it's not optional and then i'll have to mess with it you got to learn it right and and that's another reason they might do something like that just to give everybody a chance to learn how to use a new pitching mechanic that you know we don't know may or may not happen um there's obviously been some hints um out there that it might so, <laughs> and just at so the San Diego Studio police don't come to your door. If you participated in the tech test, you don't have to tell me what happened in it. But did you participate in it? I did. I, I didn't play much. I played three BR games. Okay. Um, but yeah. Do you think it was a valuable experience? Again, without revealing anything about the game, do you think it was worth your time to see where they're at right now? I think it was probably more valuable for them than okay. it was for me. Uh, I'll, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind doing it. Um, I got I got kicked off a couple times. The servers broke down, and, and like to me, like when the servers went out on me a few times and I couldn't get into a game, I just switched back to twenty. I was like, unfortunately, sorry, MLB, I'm not. I can't help you that much if you can't even get me into a game. <laughs> yeah, that's it's important. You got to be able to play. Um, so, yeah, but I, you know, the, the importance of the tech test is it's a beta. People who are complaining right. about it, it's like guys, it's a beta. It's not supposed to be finished yet. Right. Um, and I was I was on the PS4 version, even though I had my PS5. So I didn't mm-hmm. I don't know how the I don't know if they even did like a different version if you had the PS5. But I had ordered or I signed up for it when I still had my PS4. So I got gotcha. the PS4 copy on a PS5. I don't know if that made a difference or not, though. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, yeah, I don't want to say anything because I you know, no, I don't want I don't want to get but, you in trouble. But I was just curious if I've never actually spoken to someone who did the tech test because I did not do it. Um, this is the first time I did it. I ne- I never done it before this year. Um, but so I, I enjoyed being able to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Cool. So guys, I, I hope you're just as interested in the fantasy aspect of MLB the show now that I am, because this is a super, super cool idea. Uh, we're going to get to the ads and then we're going to move on and talk to some other real life baseball stuff uh, with Chris. Also, Chris, before we go to the ads, we're going to do this twice. Plug yourself. Where can the people find you? So I'm on Twitter at Batflip Gaming. Uh, that's my Twitter handle, Batflip Gaming, all one word. Uh, my Twitch channel right now is twitch.tv slash batflips22. 
Uh, and I do have a YouTube channel, uh, which is also titled Batflip Gaming, just like it is in Twitter without the, the at sign. Um, there's a couple highlight videos on there. If anybody wants to go check those out. I have been putting in some time and I'm not getting the views. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to feel your pain shortly because guys, again, before the ads really quick channel update, you will start to see over the next few weeks, some logo tweaks. Um, my Twitter handle or my Twitter default is now different. Uh, YouTube graphics is going to change. Hopefully I reached out to a friend from high school. Um, the show, the podcast is going to have new logos, new branding, new everything. I just ordered a capture card. I ordered a face cam. I ordered LED lights for the background. We're setting up a streaming cave over here in this corner of my apartment. So changes are coming. Things in. are happening. I- all I'm in. all in. I'm all in. COVID has made me all in because I'm bored. So I've got other- some lights also. I just got, I picked up. Yeah. I got the, the little, like, right the, like the $12 ones that you can cut and put mm-hmm. every, like, I'm not trying to spend a ton of money on LED lights, but they exist now. So things are coming. Changes are happening. They're all good. Um, please view and subscribe to all of my things and all of Chris's things because we do it for fun, but it's also nice to get some vindication at the end of it. Um, so first we're going to hear from our friends at thrive fantasy. Everybody knows thrive fantasy at this point. Um, they've eliminated the need to do those countless hours of research like other DFS apps because thrive fantasy only asks you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport to play MLB games on thrive fantasy. Uh, MLB is coming soon. No spring training games yet. Right now we've got MLB and NBA. So you're going to choose five out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible and you'll win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make some money during the shortened MLB season. Oh, that's an old ad read. Excuse me. This is what, because I read it verbatim. We don't edit here too. So it's staying in, but if you're looking to play games and make money during the NBA season, that's what's happening right now. Uh, use promo code the show the pod when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today, and you'll receive an instant bonus of $20 on your first deposit of 20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And breaking news, listeners, we have a new friend of the show. I'd like to give a special shout out to the newest friends, Dugout Creative. Do you like shirts? Do you like cool shirts? Do you like shirts that add life and personality to the game of baseball? Sometimes a game that is unfortunately lacking life and personality. Dugout Creative is in the place for you. At Dugout Creative, you can find super soft, super vibrant shirts, hoodies, and even short sleeve hoodies, which are my favorite piece of clothing, I think, uh, that help you show your fandom and your love for the game. So with code KDJTV, you can get 15% off your entire order. That's right. Use code KDJTV and get 15% off your entire order by shopping at dugoutcreative.com. Dugout Creative. Be curious. Be adaptable. Guys, we're big time now. We've got two sponsors of the show. Um, That's good we're making stuff. Moves. Yeah, I, mean, I just ordered a few shirts myself the other day. Um, really cool designs. They have the Joe Kelly meme. When he's looking, I was just on the. I was actually just on the site before I got on with you. I saw the the t-shirt. They've got some cool stuff. They've got some really cool stuff. So definitely check them out. Fifteen percent off is pretty good. I think if you order fifty dollars or more, free shipping too. So they'll hook you up. Um, But what I want to talk about now, uh, you're an Indians fan. You said that before. You just got back from Arizona, so you got a little spring training taste, right? I did. Yeah, we went yesterday to a game. Just a quick weekend trip, just with the wife. Saw the Indians play the White Sox yesterday. They got toasted. Um, <laughs> what's it? What's it like to watch a baseball game in person again? 
It was awesome. I because obviously nobody went last year, and I was like, we got there, and I was like, I was like, it just feels so good to sit here and have a hot dog and a drink and just be outside. The weather was awesome. I mean, it was eighty-two and sunny, oh, so it I wasn't wish. blistering hot. Um, and I didn't even care that it was a bad baseball game, and it was only seven innings. It was just nice. Now the mask thing is weird. Trying to get used to that, and they're they're gonna have a hard time enforcing that. Mm-hmm. You can oh, they're, gonna have such they're a hard trying time. to figure out. They're trying to figure out the best way to do it, but like basically they just had guys walking up and down the aisles with signs that said, please keep your masks on. Because <laughs> you can't, you know. That's but, all they uh, really can do. I mean, yeah. it, I'm I'm team mask. I'll wear it as long as you tell me to wear it. I'm not going to be that guy who is, yeah. you know, fighting you over it, but it's very tough to enforce in that setting. Yeah. I'd rather be at the game with a mask on than at the game. Yeah, you know, 100%. That, that's, that's the way I look at it. Um, but yeah, we had a ball. Uh, I just, I, I went to spring training like probably over 10 years ago when they first opened in Arizona when they moved to Goodyear with the Reds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, spring training, I don't know if you've ever been to spring training. I never have. I've, you know, Yankees fan, it's in Tampa. I've lived in New York and now Baltimore. So, okay. Not Too close, far, really. Right? I mean, I can make the trip, but I've never been close. So it's, it's neat because most of the time, or before COVID, um, super opportunity for player fan interaction mm-hmm. is really what it is, you know, because most of the time you can go to their complex, watch them work out. You can be walking down like the sidewalk where like all the minor leaguers are playing and you might walk by Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor, you know, just leaving their workout and headed back to the, the facility locker room or whatever. So stuff like that, you get a picture, autograph, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now COVID not happening. Oh, there's no, I think, unfortunately, at least for like the next five years or so, that aspect of the game has changed. Yeah. You know, there was a lot less, you know, you weren't allowed to try to get autographs, uh, anything like that, but Hey, like I'm 33. I'm not, I'm not going to go hound for autographs. That's not mm-hmm. why I go anyways. I just like to go watch a baseball game, but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a good time. I never understood the autograph craze to be fair. I'd much rather get a picture with a person. Yeah. Than an yeah I agree. You know, I know collectors, they sell them. They got, and I've got a few autographed pictures and balls that people like my dad has gotten me at auctions and stuff. But um, I think I got Kipnis behind me, actually. Yeah, I've got a Kipnis ball. That's the one I have behind me. But uh, um, so, yeah, we're, uh, but yeah, we got back just a couple hours ago. Um, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. So. So what other than the masks and, and things like that, what other protocols were in place? Like how close was the next closest person to you? So what they did was um, they marked seats. So when I bought the tickets, they asked where I wanted to sit. And I had an opportunity to say behind Indians dugout. So I was able to just say behind Indians dugout. And then later they send you seats. So I think once they fill out like a section, they determine where, like those two tickets will oh, be very interesting. Okay. Um, so there wasn't like, I didn't get to pick my seats. I just got to pick a section. Mm-hmm. And then in that section, they spread everybody out and they marked each seat with tape. So like if four tickets were bought together, you could see there was like four marks of tape on four seats and they'd probably be, you know, roughly six feet away from everybody. They did the best they could, but you weren't sitting next to anyone. If anything, mm-hmm. you were in front of someone or behind them. The seats next to us were wide open. There wasn't anybody. You're six feet apart from the, per- the person to your left or right until they have to get up and go to the bathroom. And then they're literally right. skating right past you, spitting in your face as they're right. walking by. So, and I think like, I didn't really pay attention to it too much, but I think they tried to limit 
how many people were in each row. Yeah, that would make the sense. Best they could mm-hmm. just to avoid, like, so we were on like the end of our row. So if we needed to get up, we just got up off the end. And then another group was all the way on the other end and they just were able to get up and go that way. So, but I, I read, I think two days ago that the Indians think that it's possible they'll be at full capacity by July. Wow. I mean, good for them. If they can make it work, I hope so. You know, you hope vaccines keep trending in the right direction. Yeah. It was the governor that said it. So that's, I don't know how that works at that point. Cause now you're just selling, I mean, you're selling out at that point. Because mm-hmm. I also wonder, I don't think you can like that, that what you just described for choosing seats or choosing regions where you want to sit. It works in a spring training setting. I don't know if it works at the big show. I don't know if you can have fans in your stadium, not actually able to hand pick their seat. Well, it'll work for the Indians because they're only going to allow 10,000 fans. And so they April, can do it. only only yeah. 10,000 fans want to go to the games in April anyway, <laughs> in Cleveland's. <laughs> Especially so, but, if there's going to be a boycott of the team, given the recent personnel decisions uh, they've made. Because that, that'll lead me into, into my next line of question here. Yeah, you know, I always like to talk to my guests about the teams they like and the, you know, eventually how that transitions to the video game itself. But yeah, you're going to trade Lindor, which makes sense in a rebuild. But you're not rebuilding because you kept J-Ram. You kept some other pieces. You still have some young arms that you could have traded. So it's like you just gave them away for nothing, virtually. Not nothing. I mean, you got decent prospects back, but like, why? Why bother? So they didn't, they were losing him. He was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, no chance that he was re-signing with Cleveland. They, those talks ended last year when the Indians, I think, offered him. The word was they offered him $275 million over 12 years. Um, it's not a bad contract. Wants... I mean, I'm, I'm always going to side with the player, not the ownership, but that's not a bad contract. It's not that bad. And a lot when when that supposedly got leaked that that happened, a lot of the fans were like, well, at least they tried like they they did their best. But here's the thing. Francisco Lindor was probably my favorite Indian in the last 10 years, probably since Grady Sizemore. Um, just homegrown. We drafted him. He comes up through our system. This is where the game's kind of broken when mm-hmm. it comes to free agency. There's there's no way for the Indians to have an advantage over other teams to keep their homegrown talent. Uh, could they throw a bunch of money at him? Sure. But we know how those contracts work out. Any team that makes these big contracts, they don't win. I mean, it's just the reality. I mean, you look at Trout and the Angels, uh, Pujols and the Angels. They First, they tried it with Pujols and it didn't work. First, first they tried it with Josh Hamilton. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. Hamilton. And these teams, they don't win when they throw all of their money into one basket or into one player. It just doesn't work. And the Indians are very analytical when it comes to their roster building. And they believe the theory that if we throw all of our money at Francisco Lindor, awesome, we'll have Francisco Lindor for the next 10 years, and we might make the playoffs one time because we won't have any other money to spend. Mm -hmm. Do I hate that he left? Yes. Uh, Do I understand it? since I've been a fan of the Cleveland Indians for now 25 years and I've gotten used to seeing my favorite players leave. Uh, yeah. It is what it is to me at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fully prepared for Jose Ramirez to be put on the trade market if they're not contending in July. Yeah. Um, and I think he gets a King's ransom in return. I mean, oh. so here's the, so I can't speak to Jimenez. I know he's a highly touted prospect. I know he's more uh, of a glove. Andres. Yeah. I know he's like yeah. a glove first speedy guy. Um, I used to, as part of my old job back home, I used to cover the Yankees and Mets. I covered Mm -hmm. a lot of Ahmed Rosario. 
such a streaky, streaky guy. But when he's hot, he's red, red hot. Yeah. And maybe I've, it's something. Maybe he maybe he needs a change of scene, or maybe New York was too much. And that's kind of as a fan, that's kind of what I'm hoping because I heard the name Ahmed Rosario. I was like, well, I know he was supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he didn't pan out to be as good as he was supposed to be, but he's still only 25. And he has the same players young players have. He's not patient at the plate. He strikes out probably too much. Um, you know, he's not great at hitting breaking balls and his fielding yeah. is, it was, he was supposed to come up and be a gold glover right away. And his fielding never really panned out that way. But like I said, in the month of August, he might hit 400. Like he right. has that type of potential. And, and if that happens, then the Indians are like, awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's a win for them at that point. I, I think that they went into that trade um, hoping to get two middle infielders to solidify their infield because they knew they were losing, obviously, a top five player in the game, probably. And then they went and got – the weird thing was when the Indians made that trade, then they went and they re-signed Cesar Hernandez. Very strange. And then they went and signed Eddie Rosario. When they made those two signings, I was like, oh, so they're still trying to contend. Because you don't throw eight million dollars at Eddie Rosario. No, you let a guy figure it out. You let you give right. Oscar Mercado full time at bats finally and let him figure it out. Exactly, and they're not doing that. So they 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 are still going to try to win uh, until July. And if they're not, then Eddie Rosario gets traded. Jose, they're going to listen for Jose Ramirez offers. Um, you could see a guy like that's another guy who you know. Roberto Perez probably gets traded. Mm-hmm. He has value um, for contending teams. Uh, probably as a backup catcher, let's be honest here. But, we have the yeah. worst offensive catching situation <laughs> in all of baseball, and it's not even close. It's been that way probably since Jan Gomes had one good year. Yeah, yeah, one good year, exactly. Or yeah. the two games in the World Series where Roberto Perez looked like Johnny Bench. Yeah, he was a real player for two games, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. so – yeah, the Lindor, it's a tough situation as a fan and as, as an organization for sure. Mm-hmm. So but you know more about it. Yeah, you know more about it from the Indian side than I do. But the way I saw it was the Indians acquired two shortstops, Rosario, um, yeah, Rosario and Jimenez, mm-hmm. for a shortstop, which leads me – I know they're both versatile. One could probably play second base. Heck, one of them could probably play center field if he had to. But if you're acquiring two shortstops who are both young – that tells me you're not sold enough on either of them to definitively pick one of them. Well, yeah, and then they went inside Cesar, Cesar Hernandez. Exactly. So, and, and they have three more in the minor leagues. Yeah. They so, do. like, you're they hoping like you seven. Can, you're hoping you can replace Lindor with Rosario, or Jimenez, or Cesar Hernandez, or one of these prospects. Just get someone you're confident in. Trade with a team who's going to give you the guy, not um, a yeah. you know a handful of guys who might pan out. Well, they messed up. Had they traded him before last or last off season, they would have got the Kings ransom, but mm-hmm. we talked about that Jose Ramirez would get and they screwed up. And then the COVID thing happened and he kind of had a bad year. I mean, he had a, as a player, it's not a bad year, but for Francisco Lindor it was a bad year. It's called mm-hmm. what it was. He struck out a lot. He didn't do anything in clutch situations. 60 game year. It's weird. You're not really going to put too many eggs in that basket and judge a player on it. But, and then, everybody knew they were getting rid of him. So they didn't have any leverage in the trade talks because yeah. the Mets are going to look at it and be like, well, this is what we'll offer you. 
but we know we're going to have a chance to sign him at the end of this year anyways. Even if you trade him, he's probably going to leave the other team that you trade him to and at least listen to our offer next offseason. So they looked at it like well, we can get two middle infielders that are still young and be solid, not Francisco Lindor, but they'll mm-hmm. be solid while we try to figure out what we're going to do the next three years. Yeah, if Cleveland makes that decision to trade him, like you said, a year earlier, this is not coming from a place of the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees can just acquire anybody. I understand that's not how it works. But looking at what their scenario was on the left side of the infield, even though Gio Urshela had an unreal, um, what was it, 2019 when he came up? That's another Indians guy who I'm sure you would have liked to keep at this point. Yep, we would have loved to keep him. You know who we kept him for? We kept Eric <laughs> Gonzalez instead. There you go. But we kept Eric Gonzalez. I love Gio. He's one of my favorite Yankees at this point because I think he's fun. And I yeah. think Yankees traditionally lack fun. But at that point a year ago, if you told the Yankees, hey, we could have Lindor at short and Glaber at third and then just forget Gio existed and trade him somewhere else, they would have given you a lot for Lindor. Mm-hmm. Now Lindor. I think they're very, they're very com- comfortable with Urshela. They're comfortable with Glaber. They're not going to make that move now. But a year ago, they would have. And the, the third baseman, Anduhar, was in the talks, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he's he a was, disaster. You don't want him. Yeah, well, now he is. But I think at the time <laughs> when there was some talks that we could get the Anduhar guy. And, you know, we're like, oh, he's okay, right? Yeah, maybe. You know. I mean, he but, might hit 30 bombs and hit 280, but his on-base will be 280 because he doesn't walk. And he'll make more <laughs> errors than anybody else in the world. Yeah, 10 years ago, that was good. But <laughs> Yeah, he's probably a future first baseman or, like, hide him in left field. And that's really it. But I don't think he's going to crack the Yankees anytime soon. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, like I said, as a fan, it's tough, but I'm still a fan and it is what it is. I think they're going to compete this year. I think their, their pitching's too good. Mm -hmm. Their pitching's Uh, phenomenal. Which is is. why, which takes me back to the Cesar Hernandez and Eddie Rosario thing. They had to, because if you're not, they looked at their pitching like, but we're still really good. So why are we not trying to do something? Because otherwise we may as well just trade Shane Bieber now and get 17 first round picks. Mm-hmm. And outside of the, the, the twins can hit, but it's a, I mean, and the Astros, I guess can still hit even though they lost some guys, but I feel like that's an exploitable division as far as offenses. Like pitchers can knock them down. So the Astros are in the West. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong. So yeah. I didn't mean that. Yeah. The White Sox. White Sox. Royals. Yeah. Well, Royals are not good. We can, no. At right now, say Rosenock. I think the White Sox have potential, but I think you could still exploit them. A lot of their guys are young. Um, White Sox are going to hit. You you they're think gonna they're going to be one of those top five offenses, though? I think they can run themselves into some holes. They could, but they can hit the ball far. That's what I, I should <laughs> say. That. I mean, they're going to hit the ball out of the ballpark a lot. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how good their pitching is. They got Lucas Giolito, and then where do we go from there? Uh, what did they get? Keuchel, if he's still there, he's not good. And he's fine. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, he's a solid and is that starter, it? But... Like, is that really it? Like, I don't think they have much else. Uh, yeah, I'm just not sure what else they have pitching wise. Their bullpen, bullpen got good. a lot better. Bullpen got a lot yeah. better with Croquet, or I don't even know how you say. It. How do you say his name? Crochet? I think it's just Crochet, but they got Liam Crockett Hendricks back there. Yeah, they got Liam Hendricks. So their bullpen's all right. Um, but I, I just, I think you know when you go one through nine in the Indians lineup, and you're like, actually, this is not that bad. Um, Cesar Hernandez and Jose Ramirez both switch hitters. Mm-hmm. They're both – and Jose Ramirez is an MVP-type hitter. Yeah, and Cesar, Cesar Hernandez, Hernandez is unexciting but very consistent. Super consistent and solid. And then you've got – you've thrown in Eddie Rosario, who can hit the ball out of the zone 
I don't know if you've seen some of the highlights where he hits the ball like above his eyes out of the ball. It's, it's, it's such yeah. bad discipline, but he has apparently very good hand-eye coordination. And he used to destroy us every time we played him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Fran Mil Reyes, he's going to hit the ball 500 feet sometimes this year. Um, and then, you know, you've thrown in Ahmed Rosario, like you said, who can get streaky. Mm-hmm. Gimenez could be end up being our shortstop. I guess he's hitting pretty well down in uh, spring training right now. And then they're like, there's guys, you know who Nolan Jones is from the show. Oh, yep, absolutely. Um, he, he's a June call-up guy. They're trying to manipulate his service time. Of course. Um, but I shouldn't say that, but pretty sure that's what we're doing. <laughs> I think we can and assume. Then, and then uh, Bobby Bradley is a, a power-hitting first baseman that's trying to make the team this year. He, he's going to hit the ball 500 feet a couple times this year. Um, that's probably being exaggeration, but 450. He hit one off the wall in spring training already. Uh, he got called up for a couple games in 2019 and then mm-hmm. sent back down. Um, and then uh, Jake Bowers, I don't know if you remember that name. Remember, he came up with the Rays, didn't he? I think he yeah. had he had a reasonable couple games with the Rays, and they traded him really early in his career. To the Indians, he yeah. was involved in the Carlos Santana trade. That's right, yeah. When we traded Edwin Encarnacion to the Mariners, and we ended up with Santana back from the Phillies, it was like a – three-way four-way trade or something i don't know all of a sudden santana was back on our team and we ended up with jake bowers so they're gonna they're gonna compete enough the problem is the outfield like oscar mercado had a great 2019 and then he was just lost last year i mean i know it's Mm -hmm. like the weird year but terrible and there's another guy daniel johnson Um, heard the name yeah he's got they're hoping that out of johnson bobby bradley and Nolan Jones, one or two out of the three start to pop pretty soon mm-hmm. and become everyday players. And that's kind of where they're at. Is our guy Tyler Naquin going to have a shot? Because his swing is one of my favorites in the game. He is in Cincinnati now. When did he go to – see, this is – COVID has made me lose track of all sense of reality. When did he, he get uh, to Cincinnati? He didn't – well, what do they call that when they cut him? It's a, They DFA'd him? They didn't DFA him. Um, Waivers? Yeah, shoot, they, Ten, they non-tendered him. Non, oh, there you go. Yep, they non-tendered Tyler Naquin. He's with Cincinnati now. Well, Another I hope he that, sticks there because I love his swing. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, that walk off, the walk off inside the park home run in 2016 is my favorite Indians highlight of all time. It's one of my favorite gifts. So, that's when he does yeah. the this at the plate, yep. right? Yeah, that's one of my favorite <laughs> ones. I love, I use that all the time. Yep, <laughs> that's it. You got it. So yeah, we'll see. You know, it'll be fun as a fan just to have a full season again. Sometimes it's cool too to have like. You know, maybe expectations aren't the highest. You're confident you're going to contend, and I'm sure the Indians will. They're not going to win a World Series, but they'll contend. No. But it's no. fun to see some new life and some new names. Do you miss Lindor? Of course you do. But there are going to be so many new guys who you, you might fall in love with over the next 10 years, get their shot this year. Right. And somebody might pop, like we said, you know, mm-hmm. and then they become the new Lindor, and then I can look forward to five years from now when they'll become an all-star and we trade them. <laughs> um, and then we can just keep the cycle going. But so in 2016, I'll just give you a quick tidbit. Yeah. Uh, and you talk about low expectations when they end up going to game seven, of the world series, their starting outfield was Colin Cowgill, oh, Marlon bird and Tyler Naquin. And they made it. And two of those guys were gone after two weeks, uh, you know, so you just never know. And like the rest of their lineup was not very good. It was Lindor's, you know, it was his first full year. So we really didn't know what we were going to get from Lindor mm-hmm. in his first full year as a big leaguer. Jose was still not a big deal, you know. So 
16 is a perfect year. And then, you know, they brought in Mike Napoli, who had 10 home runs over his past two seasons, and he, he hits 30 home runs. Kipnis was, you know, I love Jason Kipnis, but, man, he just didn't – he was a big letdown over the course of his career. Yeah, he became a game. shell of himself at the end. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But, yeah, 16 is a perfect example, of, and that's for any team. As the Mets, the fan. Mets did it the the very recently. What was it? Fifteen? They were in the World Series. The Mets and they lost. Yeah. Their mm-hmm. outfield at times during the year before they acquired Cespedes, it was hysterically bad. Their lineup in total, one through eight, was hysterically bad. Yet they yeah. made a push. Obviously pitching driven, but their lineup did enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the Indians are going with pitching. They're saying we got the pitching. We got to at least try to put a team on the field. And like I said, if it's July. Then they just trade all those guys they signed. And, they and that's why there's no forward. harm in that $8 million contract for no Rosario. Harm. Yep. No harm at all. And that's, you know, I thought about it later. I was like, that's why they're doing it. Cause they're going to trade him. If, if they're not in it, he's gone anyways. Yeah. You hope he's hitting so, like somewhere close to like 260 and be like, yeah. guys, he's a free power hitter. Just give me like a yeah. low level prospect. He's yours. Right. And it, that $8 million turns into $4 million on a low level prospect. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's a win for them either way. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so we'll see. We'll... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, we've got probably about 10 minutes left. Yeah. And I want to keep the Indians discussion going, but I want to shift it to MLB The Show. For sure. A historically important franchise, even though there have been some historically long droughts in that franchise. Mm-hmm. Still in one. We haven't won 1948. <laughs> there you go. So one of the most historic teams in the game with Hall of Famers and Players we have the rights to, you know, your Bob Fellers or, you know, the finest Lindor or right finest J-Ram. Who are some cards that we don't have from Cleveland, like some players that, that we don't have that, that you'd love to see? Uh, well, we had one a couple of years ago. He, I don't know why he's not back. I think it's because uh, he was still in the league. Travis Hafner. Oh, um, former Yankee great for like a season. That's right. Uh, it was – it was 2019. He was in the game when mm-hmm. they gave us uh, his Omar, the Omar Vizquel signature and Travis Hafner signature because of the, the game was the all-star game was in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a Hafner card because he was one of my favorite hitters to watch. And you talk about and hitting remember, the ball 500 feet. Yeah. Oh man. Pronkville. They, they, <laughs> they had a section named after him. Um, it's no longer there. They called it Pronkville. But, uh, and I remember when I hit with that card in 19, I liked to swing a lot. And I felt mm-hmm. like this is, it, it kind of felt glitchy, you know, especially against right-handed pitching. Um, another one I'm a huge fan of, and you'll see me joke around about it on Twitter all the time, is Grady Sizemore. I'd love Grady Sizemore as a card. He'd be so much fun. I, I used to like him as a, a opposing team. Like, I like Grady yeah. Sizemore. I mean, give me a 95 Sizemore, and he probably doesn't leave my team the entire year. <laughs> just, I, it's just he's a fun player to play with, yeah. speed, power, fielding. Just, you know, dirt, another guy who just fell apart from injuries, but so fun when he was good. And then there's some some nuanced guys that I really think could be cool, um, like Casey Blake. I don't know Ooh. if you remember that name. Yeah, that's a deep cut. I third, like Casey Blake. Yeah, right-handed third base power He stuck bat. around for probably longer than he should have, to be perfectly Re- honest. Really, yeah, yeah, quite a long time we had him. Uh, he was, you know, kind of a staple for us. He reminds me of like a Scott Brocious type of third baseman or like he was good, but really that's it. Like he was just good. And no one really knew who he was. He was just, you know, just solid for us. Very consistent. Mm-hmm. He was a, a favorite of mine. Um, 
No, I can I can give you names all day long. Well, you mentioned uh, I, before I was, Mike Napoli. I'd love to have a Mike Napoli. Guy. I would love a Cleveland Mike Napoli car yeah. where he just hits bombs off of lefties. Even if he's just um, like a gold for BR, imagine yeah, that it'd be so just good. Something, just uh, yeah, just a 2016 Mike Napoli car would be so fun to mess with in BR mm-hmm. or like an event card or something. If you know if it's a gold or you can only have a a certain rating, um, that would be a fun card. I've talked about it, and I've you know I'll. My tweets don't matter, but not yet. <laughs> but follow him anyway, please. We're working on it. We're working <laughs> on it. Um, I think the coolest thing that the show could do is a, a postseason moments card. Mm-hmm. That'd be a really specific cool. moment. And give me that Rajay Davis. So like a 98 moment. Rajay Davis. <laughs> he No, actually, so he would be like a 92 Rajay Davis. He would be awful against right-handed pitching but totally jacked against left-handed pitching with 125s across speed. the board against lefties One. and 99 speed. He'd be Adalberto <laughs> Mondesi, but only a righty hitter. Yeah. He's the perfect bench bat and he would never leave my team. And it, it would, you know, you get the cool picture of him rounding the bases, you know, with his hand up or whatever, something like that. I think that would be a neat card. That'd be actually, let's, so let's expand it. Cause that would be really cool because mm-hmm. a guy like Rajay Davis does not deserve to have anything over like 60 against any hand because he was never no. a hitter. But no. in that literally one pitch, he was the best against lefties in the league. And, and that moment, and the most clutch, the best hitter in the yeah. you know, in that moment, he was the best hitter against the best pitcher mm-hmm. in the league. His vision would be time. jacked up to 125. Yeah. He'd be great. I mean, yeah, he fought off like eight pitches in the that was, I remember that at bat. I watched that game to the end. It was a mm-hmm. sick at bat. Unbelievable yeah. at bat. Um, so something like that. And they didn't do this year. They gave us that Cody Allen postseason card. Yeah, Cody That's Allen. Cody Allen put. Booty though he's not Cody good. Allen, well, it should have been a ninety-five. Yeah, but um, his pitch mix still wouldn't have made him usable no. anyway. But no, yeah, I used his, to like Cody Allen in earlier mix. games. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't do his him justice this year with that eighty-eight, and they were just trying to release a card, mm-hmm. I guess, for the Indians. Um, but yeah, some cool cards that you could do for the tribe for sure. Ronnie Belliard. Uh, oh, I remember Ronnie Belliard. He did not look like a second baseman when you stared at him, but. No, he was. no, Rich, Richie Sexton would be kind of a neat one. Another I, former Yankee great. Uh, Bob Wickman. Um, oh, he was the one with like three and a half fingers, right? He would be the worst diamond closer in the game. But he'd have a sinker that moved about three and a half feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. I could go on and on and on. They did Johnny Peralta a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was, a, that was a good one. Uh, Victor Martinez would be nice to bring back. That'd be our, incredible to bring. I, I still think the catching depth is not deep enough. Uh, and, and I'm trying to do like an all Indians team and I'm stuck with the, um, what's his name? I'm looking at it right now. The uh, face of the franchise. Um, oh, Carlos Santana. Santana. Yeah. There is not a good catching option for the Indians in the game. And give me Victor Martinez switch hitting mm-hmm. catcher. One of the best around at the time. I mean, he was a stud. So um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me any Indians, I'm going to mess around with them at one point or another. Do you think so. it's weird they didn't give Viscal a better card than an 89? I mean, I personally think that Viscal is, you're going to hate me for this. I think he's a bit overrated. His fielding is, you can't match his fielding. There's like three players in the history of baseball that can match his fielding. I don't think he's a good overall hitter at all, but 89 just doesn't seem high enough for a guy like him. No, yeah, and I, I don't hate you for saying that because you're not entirely wrong. The guy had zero power. Mm-hmm. He succeeded in, a, in an era of baseball where contact worked, where contact speed and bunting worked, and his fielding was so good. That's how he got his name out there. Oh, his fielding was yeah. – he was probably 
for most of his career, the best fielder in the league. Uh, um, they, well, and the year they did the all-star game with Hafner, they gave they, uh, that, that Vizcal card was a 97. Exactly. So that's so I, was I was confused why confused. they didn't give us that again. Mm-hmm. Why not just give us the same Vizcal mm-hmm. signature card? Because he's probably not going to be used all that much anyways in this game because this, this year's was based off a of home run hitting. Oh, he'd never be used, know. but it would, it's yeah. still like they did that a couple times. Why no beefed up Wander Franco? Why no beefed up um, who Adley Rutschman, right? Didn't he need a 99? Yeah, like they, didn't, they didn't give Rutschman They just a card. didn't give us certain cards that mm-hmm. made so much sense to give us. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, at this point, focus all your attention on 21. I don't care. Yeah, but we're it, done now. There were some holes in the game that I think they mm-hmm. just left out. For sure. Uh, you know, and we could all say COVID kind of played a role in that probably. Oh, yeah, and I'm not going to blame them for COVID issues. It's not their fault. No. Um, but, yeah, there's, you know, but they gave us a Shinsu Chu 92 card. Uh, it's like Who rakes. Who absolutely <laughs> he does have the rakes. swing. I just didn't use him all that much, but mm-hmm. he does have a really glitchy swing. And then and, I don't have any more. Now he's like yeah. a million stubs or whatever. And they gave us a Michael uh, Brantley who, again, also rakes. Oh, I, I rake with Brantley cards. If a 99, if a 99 Brantley, Brantley ever came out for like a tops now or a finest, I don't care what his defense is. He'd be my right or left fielder for the entire season. His swing is so nice in the game. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. It is. Yeah. He's got a nice swing. Um, I would love a CC card, a Cleveland CC card. Mm-hmm. That would be a good one. Cause the, the CCs that we had when he was the Yankee, like even when we got his like 96 or 97 Yankee card, he had lost a bit of velocity at that point. You give mm-hmm. us like a 2005 CC Sabathia's and we throw in flames. So 2071 the Cy Young. Yeah. So you give us that, that card, he's throwing yep. absolute gas. Yep. And he's fun to pitch with. He's fun to pitch with in the game. Uh, I wish, I hope they give me an obtainable Robbie Alomar card next year. Mm-hmm. Because he, he also him. plays above his power attribute. Does he? I, I, I've played with him maybe once. I um, use him in BR a little bit, and I understand BR at Ship It is a different animal, but he puts some juice behind the ball when he hits it. Does he? Okay. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about the TT, but no, don't talk about that. Um, so, but yeah, I'll, I'll message you or something. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, you know, any, any tribe cards that you can think of that come to mind that I haven't mentioned. I was trying to think more on the pitching end just because we were naming a lot of hitters. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, they haven't, they, they used to not be known for their pitching. No, but like, um, there were guys like in the early 2000s. I just remember Yankees Indians games. Uh, Brad Ratke. No, he's a twin. Yep. No, Brad Ratke. He was a reliever. He was threw he some reliever? gas. Yeah. He threw gas on the bullpen. Um, um, you're thinking, no, 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 you're right. Brad Ratke was a twin. David Risky was a reliever. For yes. Us. That's his name. David Thank Risky you. was his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Raphael um, Betancourt. Yep. And there were, I mean, who were the starters of the early 2000s other than CC? Like, who were a couple of the guys? They were so bad. Anybody worth anything? No. Charles <laughs> Nagy. Um, oh, give me an Indian had... Cliff Lee. I'd love that. Well, they, there was one this year. Wasn't it was, wasn't his signature the totally. his signature was a Phillies one, wasn't he? His breakout 2005 this year was Cleveland. What what was that rated though? 80. Okay, give me a better one. <laughs> yeah, the two he won the Cy Young in 2008 with the Indians. So you yeah. could give him. You can give him a Cy Young card in 2008. Um, some other – like they had some guys. Uh, who was the pitcher? Kevin Millwood. Mm-hmm. 
2005. He, won he bounced the around. He was, on the, he was on the Rangers at one point. He was on – he might have been on St. Louis at one point. Mm-hmm. In 2005, he won the ERA title with the Indians. He only won 12 games, but he had a really good year that year. See, those are the type of guys I want more of. Like, some of those guys exist in the game. Like, we have Steve Bedrosian. Right. Who, no one knows who that is, but we have him. <laughs> Give me Kevin Millwood. Give me these random one-off guys who could be fun to use every once in a while. Yeah, and it can't be that hard to get. I mean, I don't Kevin know. Millwood's not going to roast you over the coals for a big rights contract. Oh. He's like, give me yeah. like a thousand dollars. Like, I don't care. Yeah, some guys, some kids are going to get to play with me in a video game again. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I I do it for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, also, Manny Ramirez oh. do you would think? be the worst fielder in the game, but would hit nukes. Do you think we get him? Uh, no, because I feel like he's a little strange. Um, yeah. He's still trying to play baseball, which good for him. Uh, yeah. I I don't think that's happening. Though I it would saw be fun. Scuffy's Scuffy tweeted today mm-hmm. that he thinks we might get him in one of those cards. What wasn't Manny on there? I think he was. He I think he was. Uh, I mean, he's more connected than I am. I know he's just doing it as a fan as well, but he yeah. knows more of the inner workings than me and you do. Yeah. No, Manny would be cool. Um, we we could throw Ellis Burks into the mix. Hmm. I think we've had him in the game before. We I might have. It sounds so familiar. Card. Albert Bell. I don't think MLB people like Albert Bell anymore. But we had him yes, a couple years ago. He'd be fun. I don't know if we get him again though. Um, <laughs> David, Carlos David Carlos Baerga was around for a while too. Yes, yes. Oh, David uh, Justice, David former Justice. Yankee. Yeah. His best years with the Indians. Don't fight me on that. No, that they were. I think he became more of a, if you want to call him a household name, more of a household name in New York. But yes. Yes. Yeah. And obviously, he started with Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, but he, he his best year was nineteen. It was ninety seven or ninety eight. I think it was the year after they went to the World Series. Uh, he had his best year. Uh, I, we get Kenny Lofton. We'll, we'll get Kenny Lofton again. I'm sure. Uh, I I hope we, not. As long know, as he's like not it. a ninety nine and people don't use him. Uh, he he was he was a glitch this year. Oh, he was, but I just yeah. hated going against him. Yeah, I couldn't get yeah, him out. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The list goes on and on. Like, especially just, I can just look at my back wall here. Am I missing? Well, do you think Indians are one of the teams that get slighted, or do you think they're represented pretty well as things? Stand? I think, I think, like as of now, yeah, I think they get represented pretty well in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I mean, I'm looking at the list right now of legends. You got Jim Tomey in there. You've got, like the I said, Tomey Feller. Card is nice. Yeah, they gave us the Carrasco card back. Um, I was stoked when they gave us that obtainable Andrew Miller card because I couldn't get him last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jose, you got the finest Lindorf, you know, two, you know, two 99 Ramirez's in the game. I didn't get to play with the Bob Feller 99, but I was, I was really good with his, um, the first one that came out. Mm-hmm. I prestige the first one. I still pitch well with him. They, I mean, Corey Kluber was the starting pitcher for the he game. Was. He's still in my rotation. He's still my number one. Uh, yeah. If I have a World and, Series game, he's the guy pitching it. And I know people complain about that card, but he was that good. I mean, I know everybody could get him, but that those two years, I think that was 17, I guess, 17. He was unhittable. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a fan, I want, I mean, he was unbelievable. Not the same guy anymore. But I, I hope time. he's a sliver of it because I don't want him to be a trainer. That's right. You guys got him. For nothing, right. basically. I mean, I'm all about it. If he's, if he's a guy who's going to give me 140 innings, I know that's probably even asking a lot, but if he gives me 140 innings at like a 3-7 or a 3-8, 
totally worth it. The thing is, his work ethic, and he's he's smart enough, and he has the work ethic to recreate himself, um, and that's your best bet. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be coming and throwing ninety five mile hour sinkers anymore. Um, but if he can recreate himself a little bit, kind of like what CC did later in his career, yep, you're going to have a really good pitcher. And I think there's and some appeal. There's appeal to having a sinker baller in Yankee Stadium because even though still are people are going to lift the ball out. You keep the ball on the ground there, you'll have more success than you think. Yeah, yeah. Which and I think is why can, Tanaka did so well. He could get away with it. He could figure out, like I said, he's smart enough and he's going to work hard enough to try to figure it out. Uh, that's what he was known for. That's why they, they called him Klubot. He hated being called that, but he was like <laughs> a robot. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I, you know, I'm just I'm looking. Larry Doby was a nice – I didn't play much with this Larry Doby card. I didn't use him. I played with him one time when I did an all-time Indians team and I hit an absolute nuke to center field. <laughs> like, and his swing kind of felt, kind of felt glitchy. I might mess around with him a little bit more in the events or something, but. Cool. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's plenty of cards. Obviously there's always plenty yeah. more in yeah. a perfect world. You wouldn't have to deal with rights and anyone who's ever played can just be. Just be the game. game. Like yeah. you're a part of the players association from, from the day you start to the day you die, unless you choose to leave like Barry Bonds. But that kind of makes it fun because we don't know what we're going to get. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? I mean, I like all this, like, Pedro Martinez talk. I'm ready to be let down, but I'm also ready to be, have Pedro Martinez. We got to get Pedro or Randy Johnson. Just give me one of them. I think Pedro just, would be better, to be perfectly honest, just because I, Randy Johnson was a fastball slider. And given yeah. the meta this year, I don't think that works. But Pedro had all the stuff you want. You mm-hmm. could He threw, like, probably eight different pitches. So you could give so him anything. Repertoire. You can yep. give him anything. Um, yeah. and Pedro's, Pedro's just Pedro. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And he works for MLB Network, so uh, they got Big Poppy last convers- year. So, yeah, you'd think the conversation has got to be kind of easy. I mean, he's right there for you. There's a, they're affiliated somehow. You know, and what's his name? Uh, Flo Floro Flo- Robert Flores. Yeah, Flores. He plays. And mm-hmm. Can you just tell Pedro? Hey, come on, Pedro, just sign the contract. Well, if they're yeah. gonna do that, let's get a Rod too. Yeah, well, that, and that's why a lot of people think Aaron. I don't think Jeter's coming. I, I don't see Jeter happening. See, here's the thing. I love Jeter. I'm obligated to as a Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. He's not my favorite of all time, but I love Derek Jeter. Um, I'd never use him. I don't think he'd be good enough to use. He'd have no power. His swing would suck, and he'd be mm-hmm. terrible in the field. He'd sell you games. Mm-hmm. But I also, having been familiar enough with the Yankees in my 28 years of life, he doesn't care. Like if they yeah. went up to him with a contract to be in the game, he'd be like, just, I have bigger things to deal with. Go away. Like he's, yeah. he's a little cold in that regard. So I, I don't know if that ever happens. Yeah. I, and I just think they would have advertised it hardcore already. He would have been the cover athlete. Yeah. He, he's a cover athlete. If you get him, you put him on the cover. And I he's think that's also teacher. probably, I bet that's a stipulation where he's like, you want me? I'm on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right about that, for sure. It would be cool to have him. He'd make a Yankees team build pretty cool. But like I said, I don't think he'd fit any meta that we have right now. No, and to touch on that a little bit, I am hoping that they tweak the game a little bit where contact matters more this year. So line drives are actually hits? Yeah, and it's not home run or single. I don't know. I want contact hitters to matter again. I've had problems with this game for several years as far as – Hitting to the gaps is too hard. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the outfielders start too deep. I don't know if the ball hangs in the air too long. I don't know if the closing speeds just don't match up, but there's, if there's one or two doubles hit in a game, that's probably the average. And you, you know, there should be more than that. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's like, it was either, if you hit it to the outfield, it was either a home run or a fly out. Mm-hmm. Like even in the gaps, like mm-hmm. you get into the gap and like they very chased rarely... it down. So I don't, it, it's impossible to chase. I played center field my entire life. That's, it's not true. That's not how balls are tracked down. It's not how it works. Yeah. Uh, I just, and I just feel like there were so many cards that they put into the game that would be more fun to use if power hitting wasn't the meta mm-hmm. like it was this year. I mean, it didn't even make sense to have a guy who had under 60 power in your lineup, even if he was 125 contact righties and lefties yeah you couldn't use them the only guy i got away consistently using that was not like a tried and true power hitter was george brett but george brett's swing just and i heard you talk about your podcast oh my god i love george brett i I wish i I wish he was with uh with daniel murphy oh me too i love that daniel murphy card man he's so good (laughs) i have 45 home runs with him i I mean like every time i was hitting a home run this is stupid like (laughs) it's unbelievable he barreled everything every single pitch was barreled but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. There's there's something wrong with the, I don't even know what you call it, like the the bat on ball matrix or something like that, where balls hang too long or they don't. Do they give the ball spin off the bat? Because like I, a, a ball yeah. with a ton of top spin would roll down and not be a line drive out. Right, and that's what I know. There's a lot to deal with when you're oh, making this game and trying. I to make won't it. pretend I know. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so. But I just like I feel like contact mattered more in previous games. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, it made sense to have certain hitters that didn't hit for home runs in your lineup at the time when. But this year it made no sense. You know, yeah. it, it didn't. Every hit in your lineup should be over 100 power. Otherwise, you're playing the game the wrong way, or you're doing your bunchies in, and mm-hmm. you know, being those guys or playing it with that feel where you can't hit a home run in the center field. Well, I think we're going to see fewer home runs next year because I think these creative stadiums, this is a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. I'm not a creative stadium fan. I think it's terrible. I think it's going to ruin online play. It's either going to be fields are going to be 200 feet to the wall, or they're going to be 800 feet to the wall. It's going to be terrible. I'm just hoping they figure out a way to put some limitations on it. Yes. If they're going to do it, especially if we're playing ranked, they got to be very careful with how they, what they allow to do. And it's only if you have next gen. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I, so, I I understand that made some people upset. I also understand why you need more power and probably more storage yeah. capacity to do that. But it's but it's, it's going to piss people off. But if it's cross platform, how does it work if I have a PS4 and I'm playing someone in their created stadium? Yeah, can it they generate it? Like, how is that going to work? So I'm not sure. I'm interested to see how it's going to work. And I'm I'm not totally against it for offline. Oh, offline. if it was franchise only. Yeah you'd have my full seal of approval. I think that's a really cool feature. I made this distinction a couple episodes ago, maybe even last episode. I grew up playing Tony Hawk. Create a skate park was the big thing in Tony Hawk, and it was the coolest thing in the world. It's hard to make a dumb skate park. It's really easy to make a dumb MLB stadium. Yep. You're absolutely right. I remember you talking about that. You're right. Yeah. So Um, I don't know. I mean, the game is going places. I can't wait for it to come out. I know you can't wait for it to come out even more so yeah. now because we're going to have this fantasy aspect going on. Um, but Chris, yeah, I want to really thank excited. you. Yeah. I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, your idea is awesome. I'm really excited to get going with it. 
again, just tell the people where they can find you, tell them why they should follow you. What, what content are you providing to the people? And uh, we'll close it out from there. Yeah. So I'm at Batflip gaming on Twitter at Batflip gaming, uh, Batflip gaming on YouTube is my YouTube channel. Uh, Twitch is twitch.tv slash backflips 22. Um, I'm going to play with Indians cards a lot, <laughs> especially for the next month and a half. Cause I'm the league that I'm in, I'm going to be using our all Indians build uh, for my custom league. And I'll be streaming some of those games. I've been working on doing some highlights uh, in the name. It's called backflip gaming. So I will backflip people in the game for no reason at all. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. When, if I hit a nuke, I'm probably going to backflip you because I'm trying to get content and then I'll, cause I clip it and then I try to edit it and put it into a highlight clip. So people probably get offended, but they don't understand. I'm just trying <laughs> to create some content for my, for my YouTube channel. I've gotten to the point. So I'm, that's I'm, kind of my thing. I love bat flips in real life. I hate it in the game because it makes the game longer, but I've gotten to the point where the game has just been so frustrating that I bat flip for no reason now. Yeah. And, and I love it when somebody does it to me first. Because oh, because then like, you are obligated to do it back every time. Now it's on. Like, we're yeah. going all in now. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I just try to have a good time. If you come hang out on my Twitch channel, I love talking baseball, as you probably could have gathered um, in our conversation. I can talk baseball all day. And once the summer gets going and the season gets going, I'm nonstop. Like, we're going to talk. We're gonna, I'm going to have a game on while I play. And we're just going to – I'll talk baseball all night long with you guys, especially if I'm doing a late-nighter. So, that's kind of my thing. Awesome. Well, Chris, again, thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Big things coming to this channel, to Chris's channel, to fantasy baseball within MLB the show. And I can't wait to talk about it all in the weeks ahead. Um, we'll cover some more news next week and we'll go from there. So thank you guys again for listening. And I will talk to you all next week. <laughs>